Hi, I'm George Stocker, and this is Last Week in .NET for the week ending 6 March 2021. Microsoft Ignite happened last week. Its releases were all about Azure, 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 and at least for the moment tangential to the work that we do here. There's a playlist, if that's your thing, but the first video on the list, I must warn you, and I am not shitting you here, is a video titled Faster Management Performance, Inventory and Financial Management Learnings in Azure. And I'm already asleep. Microsoft Exchange is currently being hacked. Yes, that's currently, as in right now. If your organization hasn't already patched your Exchange server, please stop listening and do that right now. Even CISA.gov is releasing an alert. The .NET Foundation snuck in a change last November that removed the contribution model for open source projects that wanted to join the .NET Foundation. Now, they just as quietly reverted that change, but their verbiage and their few comments on the matter push the assignment model rather heavily. The assignment model will assign the copyright of your project to the .NET Foundation. And in case you weren't aware, the .NET Foundation is controlled by Microsoft. Its paid employees are paid by Microsoft. And it has a non-recoverable and single-seat veto power on the board of directors for the .NET Foundation. And now it would pretty please like you to assign the copyright of your open source project to this independent organization. Now, the latest here is that the executive director, Claire Novotny, says that the assignment model is not the only model. It's just the uh, preferred model. Yes, I too would prefer other people gave me their stuff instead of having to share it. Now, keep your eyes on this space. And as I know more, you'll know more. Now, if you want to know more about the .NET Foundation and how it's set up and how it works, I covered that on episode four of Last Week in .NET. In other news, Adam Sitnik wants to hear from you if you use the file stream API in a performance-related scenario. Now, if you use it and you have a need for speed, reach out to Adam and let him know how you're using it. Oh, and um, on a computer is probably not a good answer. Microsoft has realized leaving NuGet to die probably isn't a good idea, and so they are finally paying attention to it. Now, nearly every .NET team in existence relies on NuGet, and yet it's received less love than a 12-year-old dog at a pound. There are signs that Microsoft wants to change this, and that's a wonderful thing. We will see what comes of it. Windows Terminal Preview 1.7 has been released. Speaking of showing some love, the Windows command prompt is the bane of sysadmins and developers everywhere. And Microsoft recognizes how lackluster it's been and to assuage us into wanting to use Windows as a development platform, they're showing some love by replacing it with something that doesn't outright suck. Thank you, Microsoft. I mean it. Now, Secure String, if you didn't already know, was officially deprecated in .NET 5. And now some Azure libraries are catching up to this new reality. 
Secure string was a literal black box labeled secure, when in reality you just needed to open the lid to peek in. It was never meant to be secure, and deprecating its usage helps us remind any yahoos that it isn't. Microsoft releases the .NET Upgrade Assistant Preview. That's its name. Preview is just sitting on the end of that, like the friend that comes along to dinner even though they weren't invited. I guess we're lucky they just didn't tack on Azure or 365 to the name. As it says on the tin, though, Microsoft's .NET Upgrade Assisted Preview will help you upgrade your .NET Framework projects to .NET 5 and beyond, one assumes. Visual Studio 16.10 Preview 1 has been released. Now, you see, Microsoft, you can put a version number on the end of a preview. Since the New York Times JetBrains debacle, where they basically published an opinion as fact, some enterprises are moving away from JetBrains ReSharper. This is, of course, bad for the developer community, since even in the year 2021, Microsoft's refactoring tools in Visual Studio pale in comparison to ReSharper. Now, in an effort to gain some ground, Microsoft has released new refactorings in this preview. These same refactorings, with the possible exception of find all references for source generators, have been in ReSharper since, well, forever. Now the new refactorings, new in quotes here, removed unused references, a smart break line, a simplify link expression refactoring, IntelliSense completion for enum values, IntelliSense completion mode setting, code style preference for new lines, and find all references support for source generators. In other news, Microsoft released a new low-code language called PowerFX. And no, before you ask, it's not on the .NET platform because a cohesive brand vision is not a thing that Microsoft does. Windows Server 2022 is in preview, and it includes changes to make Windows containers smaller. Now, they currently clock in at 5 gigabytes, which is an order of magnitude larger than Debian-based images, and two orders of magnitude larger than Alpine-based images. Well, let that sink in. The .NET Foundation has published their January-February 2021 newsletter. There are a lot of little release goodies in here, as well as another exhortation to fill out their survey. Please take the survey. What's the difference between .NET and .NET Core? Manish, excuse me, Mahesh Shand spells out these differences. And in a fit of irony, the article itself is out of date, having only been released in July of 2020. Visual Studio 2019 for Mac version 8.9 has been released, and it now supports .NET 6 Preview 1. Now, not so hard, is it, Microsoft? And debugging and running tests in Unity. Windows 10 Insider Preview Build 21.327 is released, and Microsoft is touting a redesigned News and Interest section as a feature. I don't want lipstick on this pig. I don't want the pig sitting there, in my taskbar, pretending to be relevant. It's an operating system, folks. Focus on that, please. 
S4M for .NET has been released. It's a state machine library for .NET. And being a big fan of event-driven architectures, I love it when you combine them and state machines because a whole swath of both reasoning issues and bugs just go out the window to be replaced, of course, with abusing state machine bugs. But we can't have everything. Now, I'm going to give this machine, this uh, state machine library a try to see how it fares. And in a it better do what it says on the tin moment, S4M stands for short, simple, and straightforward state machine library. There are murmurings towards a total notebook support in Visual Studio. If you use Python notebooks, you're used to this feature. Now, I love Visual Studio. I believe it to be the second best product that Microsoft has ever produced. Excel is pretty amazing. And it getting actual interactive support for C-sharp notebooks would be a nice addition. Maybe they could just do everybody a favor and acquire the LinkPad folks. Well, that's it for what happened last week in .NET. Patch your systems and stay frosty. I'm George Stocker, and I help teams double their productivity through test-driven development. To learn more, go to www.doubleyourproductivity.io. Thanks, and I will see you next week.